أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إله الأولين والآخرين وأشهد أن نبينا محمد عبده ورسوله المصطفى الأمين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على عبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Welcome to another episode of our, of our Tafsir program page by page and inshallah ta'ala today we are on page number 21 which is the final page of the first juz of the Quran Surah Al-Baqarah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the previous uh, couple of episodes Allah Azzawajal had not started speaking about the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam as well as some of his descendants like Ismail and like Ishaq and Yaqub alayhi salatu wassalam and Allah Azzawajal is still continuing on within that same type of, of, of theme or that same, uh, that same topic of discussing these prophets and what their beliefs were in terms of their iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and worshipping him alone and what they called to then subsequently their people that they called them to that very aspect of tawheed and how those who came after them who lay claim to them who ascribed themselves as being followers of them because it's not just the Muslims who uh, believe in these prophets and claim to follow them it is others as well the Jews and the Christians and others Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows the difference between what the later Jews and Christians were upon in terms of their belief and how that is different and distinct from the Iman and the way of the prophets and messengers who came before. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in verse 135, he says subhanahu wa ta'ala, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَقَالُوا كُونُوا هُودًا أَوْ نَصَارَى تَهْتَدُوا قُلْ بَلْ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ They say, become Jews or Christians and you will be rightly guided. Say to them, no, for ours is the religion of Ibrahim, the upright, who did not worship anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azzawajal says that they claim or that they uh, make the assertion that unless you are Jewish or Christian, you will never be rightly guided. The Jews and the Christians, both of them accept the prophets and messengers of Allah والسلام, that we as Muslims also believe in. The, the names of those prophets and messengers that were being uh, that were mentioned in the previous couple of episodes Ibrahim والسلام, and Ismail and Ishaq and Yaqub and Yusuf and all of these prophets of Allah their claim though that you have to be from their religion in order to be rightly guided Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refutes this because actually what they're upon in terms of their religion is not what those prophets of Allah والسلام, were upon those prophets of Allah called to the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we mentioned in the previous episode, in the last episode, that Ya'qub alayhi salatu wasalam asked his children at the time of his death, what will you worship after me? And his children replied and they said, we will worship your Lord and the Lord of your forefathers who came before you, Ibrahim, Ismail and Ishaq alayhi salatu wasalam. And so Allah Azzawajal is saying that you say to people, you have to either follow Judaism or Christianity in order to be guided. Allah Azzawajal says, no, rather say, بَلْ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا But rather what we follow is the origin of Ibrahim والسلام. Hanif is the one who turns, meaning he turns away from shirk and from disbelief and he turns towards 
the monotheism of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his worship alone. And Allah Azza wa Jal says that we follow the upright religion of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam because all of these religions claim to follow Ibrahim. They all identify themselves as Abrahamic faiths, meaning that they all go back to the tradition of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. But Allah Azza wa Jal says here that the true tradition of Ibrahim is that he was Hanif. Someone who worshipped Allah alone, وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ And he was not from amongst those who associated others in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the following verse 136, Allah then mentions this with more clarity, with more uh, detail. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala emphasizes this further and he says, قُولُوا آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْنَا وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَاعِيلَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَاعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ وَالْأَسْبَاطِ وَمَا أُوْتِيَ مُوسَىٰ وَمَا أُوْتِيَ مُوسَىٰ وَعِيسَىٰ وَمَا أُوْتِيَ النَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ Rather you say, Allah Azza wa commands, you say, قُولُوا, you say. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that this is the claim that they make that you have to be Jewish or Christian in order to be guided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now commands us as the believers, the followers of the Prophet sallallahu to declare the true statement of Tawheed and the true statement of Iman and its true concept and what it denotes and what it, uh, how it is defined. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you say, and that saying on the tongue must be therefore also in, in, in agreement with what is in the heart, the belief of the heart. And so when you have the statement of the tongue, which matches the statement and the actions of the heart, then you have Iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, say to them. And in this statement or this command of Allah azza wa to openly state is also a sign that we should be proud of our Iman. That Allah azza wa tells us to publicly proclaim, to publicly state our Iman and what it is that we believe in. So the Muslim should never be shy. The Muslim should never hide. The Muslim should never feel that they can't speak about what it is that they believe in because Allah Azza wa not only wants us to have this iman, He wants us to spread this iman to others as well and to call others to that very iman that Allah Azza wa has endowed us and blessed us with. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, therefore, say, Amanna billah. We believe in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, meaning as our Lord, the one who alone has the right to be worshipped. That He is unique, Subhanahu wa Taala, and perfect in every way. That Allah Azza wa Jal is unique in His Lordship and in His worship and in His names and His attributes, Subhanahu wa Taala. Amanna billah, wa ma unzila ilayna, and that which was sent down to us, we believe in, meaning that everything that Allah Azza wa Jal gave to us by way of revelation, either in the Quran or what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us in his Sunnah, because that too is revelation, as Allah Azawajal mentions in Surah Al-Najm, that the Prophets of Allah don't speak from their own desires. What they say and they command in terms of religion, that is uh, revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we believe in Allah Azawajal, and we believe in all of the revelation, in the Quran, in the Sunnah, in the commands of Allah, in the stories that Allah has related, in what Allah Azzawajal has told us to do or stay away from, in the path that will lead us to Allah and the path that will distance us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Azzawajal mentions in elsewhere in the Quran that Allah Azzawajal revealed to us the kitab and the hikmah 
the book and the wisdom. The book being the Quran and the wisdom being the wisdom of the Sharia or the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah Azza wa Jalla then goes on to clarify وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمِ And we also believe in that which was revealed to Ibrahim and Ismail and Ishaq and Yaqub and the tribes, meaning the tribes that came from uh, from Yaqub alayhi salam, the tribes of Bani Israel. وَمَا أُوتِيَ مُوسَىٰ وَعِيسَىٰ And that which was revealed to Moses and to Jesus. And this is what distinguishes us from the other religions. They accept prophets only up to a certain level. They believe in all of the prophets up until a certain level. Whereas we, the people of Islam, believe in all of the messengers and prophets of Allah from the time of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam all the way up to our prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so we believe in all of these prophets because every single one of those prophets called to the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And every single one of them in their own time and in their place, they call to that which Allah azza wa jal commanded them to call to. And so we believe in all of that in general terms. We accept all of those prophets and believe in them and that they were true chosen messengers of Allah that called to the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But with every one of those prophets and messengers, their people who came after them manipulated their religion twisted their teachings, chose to ignore certain elements of their message and so on and so forth until the pristine da'wah and call that they were sent with was no longer intact. But then the Prophet ﷺ was sent with a message that would last and that Allah has preserved until Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And its preservation is seen through the Qur'an and in the way that many memorize it and read it and study it. And it is seen in the preservation of the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. And that is why Allah then says, وَمَا أُوتِيَ النَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ And we believe in all of that which the Prophets were given by their Lord. Every single Prophet, what they received in terms of revelation, in terms of the rulings of their Sharia, because we know that all of the Prophets agreed on the central concepts of Islam. The concepts that we believe in of Tawheed and worshipping Allah alone and so on and so forth, seeking salvation through good deeds and, and what have you. But there would be differences between the minutiae, the smaller rulings, if you like, of their respective laws and systems and sharias. And so therefore, the laws of the Prophet Musa may not necessarily be the same as the laws of the Prophet Isa. And what the Prophets Musa and Isa brought may not be the same as what the Prophet ﷺ had in terms of his laws. Allah changes some of those concepts from generation to generation, from time and place to time and place. However, the general overarching principle of Islam, the general aspect and the broad arc of believing in Allah and Iman and those aspects, that is something which all of the Prophets of Allah agreed upon. And that is why Allah instructs us to say, We do not distinguish between any of the Prophets of Allah. We don't make any distinctions. And the Prophet in a number of hadith told the companions not to give preference to one Prophet over another not to give favor to one over another, even though we know that the different prophets of Allah have levels and that our Prophet ﷺ is the greatest of them. But that type of distinguishing, that type of giving one favor or preference over another should not be done in a way by way of arrogance. Shouldn't be done in a way that demeans in any way or belittles the status of any of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because all of them are servants that Allah chose all of them are servants that Allah Azza wa loves and that Allah has honored and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted them the status that is the highest status amongst humankind and that is the status of prophethood. 
And so Allah commands us not to distinguish between them in that way. However, we can say, for example, that the Prophet is the greatest of the Prophets of Allah. The Ulul Azm, those five messengers that Allah chose to be the, the, the Prophets of high determination, of high distinction, they have a station over the others. It is permissible to make those distinctions, but not in a way that makes us belittle or in any way demean the status of the other Prophets of Allah Azza wa Jal. Brother, we say as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us here, وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ We devote ourselves to him, meaning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And Allah therefore shows in this verse that this is the iman of the believers, that everything that Allah sent down to his prophets came from him. We believe in Allah and everything that he revealed in general terms, because we don't know the specific details of what Allah revealed to Ismail or to Suleiman or to, for example, Idris or to all of those prophets of Allah Azza wa Jal. The names and the general concepts we're familiar with, but the individual details we don't know. But we have a general iman in everything that Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned to us by way of the Quran and the Sunnah. However, when it comes to our Prophet wasallam, then we know the details because it is established in the Quran. It is mentioned uh, clearly in the sunnah of the Prophet And so therefore we believe in this. This is the difference between the people of Islam and the religions of those who came before us or the practices and ways of those who came before us from the past nations, from the people of the book and the scripture and so on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us and commands us to make this statement. This is iman. If you accept this, then you have believed. Whether whatever you call it, the labels and the terms and in love themselves are secondary because a person can claim to be Muslim as we know as Allah Azza mentions concerning the hypocrites but in reality they are disbelievers and at the same time a person may not know the term of Islam they may not know what it is in terms of the name but they believe in all of its you know all of its how often do we come across non-Muslims and when you speak to them we find that they actually believe in Allah Azza wa Jalla, his right to be worshipped on all of the prophets and messengers and so on they just haven't been able to find the name that fits to their belief system that they have already adopted. And so Allah Azza wa Jalla says, this is the way that the believers are. This is the statement of Iman that each and every single one of us should hold on to and believe in. And therefore Allah Azza wa Jalla continues in verse 137, and he says subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَإِنَّ so if they believe like you do, they will also be rightly guided. Meaning when they say that we believe, or they say that you will be have salvation, or that you will have success, or that you will be saved from Allah's punishment if you become Jewish or Christian or whatever, say this is the true definition of Iman, the one that we mentioned in verse 136. If you believe like we believe, then you too will be rightly guided. Believe in Allah and His right to be worshipped alone. Believe in all of the Prophets and Messengers of Allah, including our Prophet ﷺ. Believe and accept all of the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, including the Quran, the Book of Allah, His final revelation to mankind. You accept all of these principles, then there's no problem. We have no differences. There are no issues. And so then you have been rightly guided. And so therefore guidance, as Allah therefore is mentioning, is what? It is when you have knowledge and action. You have the knowledge and the belief system and you are willing to act upon it in terms of your actions, in terms of where you take your, your guidance from, in terms of the worship that you're going to perform and what it is done in accordance with. However, Allah then says, 
But if you turn away, if you show us your backs, فَإِنَّمَا هُمْ فِي شِقَاقِ Then they will be entrenched in opposition. And therefore opposition to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is when you have no knowledge. If knowledge is guidance, knowledge and action is guidance, then its opposite is ignorance. And that ignorance or the, the opposite of, of guidance in this, uh, in this context is misguidance or being in opposition to Allah Azza wa And that being in opposition is when you have ignorance of your religion or you don't have the action to go with the knowledge that you have, meaning that you choose to ignore the knowledge that you have and the truth that you understand. And that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. And if that is the case, if that is how they will behave, if that is how they will be, then Allah will protect you from them. فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمْ اللَّهُ Allah will suffice you from them. وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And Allah Azza wa Jal is all hearing, all knowing. Allah hears everything that they do. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is well aware of all of their voices and all of their statements that are untrue and all of their, uh, their, their, their statements that they make that go and oppose the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the teachings of all of the prophets and messengers, and he is all-knowing subhanahu wa ta'ala of that which they contain and conceal in their hearts and that which they hide and the intentions and that which they wish to conceal from others. Allah Azza wa then says in verse 138, Our life takes its color from Allah, meaning our religion is the religion of Allah. And who gives a better color than Allah Azza wa Jal or a better color of life or a better religion than the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The word sibra in the Arabic language is like a dye, a colored dye. And the reason why the word sibra is used is when you have, for example, water and you place a few drops of dye in it, it merges with that water until the color of the water becomes the color of the dye. So if you have red colored dye, green colored dye, blue colored dye, you place it into water that is clear. But once it emerges, it mixes so thoroughly with that water that you can no longer separate the two. You can no longer say this part is water and that part is dye. Before they were distinct, one was in a small bottle and the other was in a, for example, a bucket. One is water and the other is dye. Now that they have been mixed together, they become so immersed with one another that it is no longer possible for you to to distinguish between the two. This now is blue-colored water or red-colored water. It is dyed water. That is the meaning of the word sibra. And that is why Allah Azza wa Jal says, Sibrat Allah. The life or the color of our life is taken from Allah Azza wa Jal. Meaning when iman comes into your heart, this is how it should be immersed within the heart. The way that the dye mixes with water. That is how iman should be mixed within our heart. So that we don't distinguish. We don't say, no, that part of the religion I like. But this part of the religion, I don't really accept or I find it difficult to accept. We don't be from amongst those people who, when it's easy going, we go and we say, yes, we're Muslims. But when it's difficult or when there's pressures or when there's problems in society, whatever it may be, then we try to distance ourselves from the religion. And that's something which you see amongst many Muslims. When things are good and easy, it's easy. But when things are hard, then you kind of distance yourself from the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is not the way of the believer. We don't get to choose. The true believer doesn't because they believe in Allah Azza wa And they accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with their heart completely and wholeheartedly. And they know therefore that everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed, even if it brings difficulty and trial and hardship, it is because Allah Azza wa wants us to uh, excel in terms of our deeds and reward and in terms of our station in the next life. 
And so therefore, what is the better color to take in terms of life? What is the better system of belief? What is the better level of iman to have than the, the iman or the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And so therefore, the heart is the place that is full of love for Allah azza wa jal and hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and trust in Allah azza wa jal as well as being the place where we fear Allah azza wa jal's punishment and fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's anger and his wrath and Allah Azza wa Jal says, and therefore, وَنَحْنُ لَهُ عَابِدُونَ We are people that worship Him alone. This is our religion. We turn to Allah Azza wa Jal in worship alone, subhanahu wa ta'ala. In verse 139, Allah Azza wa Jal then continues and He says, قُلْ أَتُحَاجُّونَنَا فِي اللَّهِ وَهُوَ رَبُّنَا وَرَبُّكُمْ وَلَنَا أَعْمَالُنَا وَلَنَا أَعْمَالُنَا وَلَكُمْ مَعْمَالُكُمْ وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُخْلِصُونَ Say, O Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how can you argue with us about Allah when He is our Lord and your Lord? Our deeds belong to us and yours belong to you. We have devoted ourselves sincerely to Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The word muhajah that Allah Azza wa Jalla uses at this verse in verse 139, it is when you have groups of people disputing or two people disputing, one or more people, one or more uh, one or more persons on either side disputing with one another. And so they are disputing over what? They are disputing over in this context, what is true iman? What is true belief? Who truly worships Allah Azza wa Jal and follows the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And so Allah Azza wa Jal instructs us to say, how can you argue with this between us? How can we argue over this? Because it's not for me to decide what is the true worship of Allah or what, is, what constitutes the religion of Allah Azza wa Jal, just as it is not for you to decide that. Who decides? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why Allah Azza wa Jal told us to make that proclamation that this is the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the religion of Allah Azza wa Jal. You don't get to decide and we don't get to decide. It is Allah who decides. And so therefore, whoever follows the path of Allah Azza wa Jal has chosen to follow the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whoever turns away from that path Whoever turns away from that guidance, then they have chosen a path other than the path that leads to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَهُوَ رَبُّنَا وَرَبُّكُمْ He is our Lord and your Lord. وَلَنَا أَعْمَالُنَا وَلَكُمْ مَعْمَالُكُمْ And for us are our deeds and for you are your deeds. All of these religions, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, all of them term themselves as monotheistic religions. All of them will say at some, in some essence or form that we believe in Allah alone or that we worship one God alone. But the reality is, when it comes to their practice, that they have, as we know in Christianity, the Trinity, and in Judaism, other beliefs as well. That is where the problem occurs. And so Allah Azza wa Jal tells us this is the distinction and the distinguishing factor between Islam and between other religions. As for us, we worship Allah Azza wa Jal in complete and full sincerity. Allah will judge us for our deeds. He will judge you for your deeds. In verse 140, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then continues and he says, Jalla fi ula, Am taquluna inna Ibrahim wa Ismail wa Ishaq wa Ya'qub wal Asbaat kanu hudan aw nasara. Or are you claiming that Ibrahim, Ismail, Ishaq, Ya'qub, and the tribes, meaning the descendants of Ya'qub, were Jews or Christians? Qul a'antum a'lamu amillah. Ask them, meaning the Prophet wasallam. ask them, who knows better, you or Allah? So are you claiming therefore, 
if the way that you worship Allah is the true chosen religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are you then claiming that all of these prophets of Allah were either Jews or Christians? That this was the way? Because if we say, for example, that Christianity came with Jesus, so what about before Jesus? If Jesus came with his religion, and this is the way that you have to accept now in order, what about before him? Were they Christians? What about Ibrahim and Ismail and Ishaq? What about Idris? What about all of these prophets, Nuh and Salih and all of these prophets of Allah, والسلام, what were they? And the same goes for the, with the Jews. For us as Muslims, what will we say? We say that all of them were Muslims. All of them from the time of Adam السلام, until the very last messenger, sallallahu wasallam, Muhammad, sallallahu wasallam, they were all Muslims. And all of them were given the name and the term as Muslims, as Allah mentions concerning a number of them in the Quran. And we'll see this as we progress throughout the Quran that a number of the prophets of Allah, like Nuh and others, would say concerning themselves, We are Muslims. They would openly call themselves Muslims. And so, therefore, the statements, the statements that they must have been Jews or Christians, Allah is asking the question here, what about those prophets who came before Ibrahim, Ismail, Ishaq, Yaqub, and others? What about them? Were they also, uh, were they also, as you claim, Jews or Christians? قُلْ أَأَنْتُمْ أَعْلَمُ Who knows better, you or Allah? Didn't Allah choose these prophets, give them prophethood, send to them messages and revelation? Doesn't Allah know better what Ibrahim was, and Ismail was, and Ishaq and Yaqub and the other prophets of Allah والسلام, Or do you claim to have this knowledge of the unseen that you, were, that you, that you yourselves did not witness, you weren't present at that time? And that is why Allah then continues and he says, وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ كَتَمَ شَهَادَةً عِنْدَهُ مِنَ اللَّهِ So who can be more oppressive than the one who hides a testimony that they receive from Allah What is the testimony that they're hiding? It is the testimony that is found in all of the scriptures, the Torah, the Injil, the Quran, that all of these prophets of Allah called to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And they called that every single nation should believe in their prophets and messengers, and if amongst them at their time, the Prophet ﷺ was to emerge, that they should believe in him and accept him as well. All of the prophets of Allah declared this to them, that the time would soon come, or a time would emerge upon this earth, when Allah would send his final messenger. And when that final messenger came, then he must, everyone must follow his way. And that's something which we know in our religion as well, because from our belief, is that towards the end of time when the Prophet Isa descends once again, he will judge and rule according to the Sharia of the Prophet not according to his own laws that he was sent with during his time. He will rather change or he will rather follow the Sharia and the laws of the Prophet because that is the covenant that Allah took from all of those Prophets of Allah. And Allah says, He is not unmindful of that which you do. In the final verse on this page 141, it is a repetition of a verse that Allah mentioned at the end of the last page. And that is the statement of Allah. These are nations that have passed away. For them is that which they earned, and for you is that which you earn. وَلَا تُسْأَلُونَ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And you will not be questioned concerning that which they did. Allah repeats this again, that if they insist, if they remain upon this and say, this is what we're going to be upon, those nations have passed away. The people of Ibrahim and Ismail and Musa, one of them have passed away. 
And even if they stay upon this, they will be judged by Allah for their deeds. You will be judged according to what it is that you believe. And therefore, in terms of us as Muslims, Allah will judge us according to what we do, our belief, our iman, our actions. And so therefore, just as we won't be questioned about the nations before us, neither will we be held to account for the generations that came before us in terms of our parents and our grandparents and others. Allah will judge us according to us. And you will not be asked concerning the actions of others. And with that, we come to the end of this page and the end of the first juz of the Quran by Allah's blessing and His mercy. And ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah azza gives us the understanding of the Quran and the ability to act upon its teachings. Barakallahu fikum wa sallallahu ala nabiyya Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim.